Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There is a word especially for you when you think you're about to give up. Well, hello and welcome once again to our weekly internet broadcast, Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Brother Joel Lewis, and thank you for tuning in, and thank you for uh, continuing to support this here program here. Hey, Amen. this show is set up. This show is set up to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. I'd like to say uh, hello to our partners that's, uh, that help support Granny's Place. I'd like to say hello to our founder, Sister Beverly Beasley, and her staff, over at Granny Place, which is a non-profit organization, which is attempting to meet the needs of our young people. And we say attempting to reach the needs because we know that those things may change, but we want to be in the flow of things. So, you know, what? what you know, because this is a religious program, and we serve a God that changes not. But, you know, he changes things in the, in the frame, in the, uh, let's say, in the fullness where we can accept those things. Our God is the same, but the things around us changes, and guess what? God is aware of that, and God is okay right and he's not intimidated. So we want to use the tools that will present it to make a difference in the world. This internet program, we pray that it makes a difference to the listener. This uh, the, the program that we offer, that we share with you, we pray that it makes a difference. We're being blessed for the last uh, few months with some great guests. We thank you for calling in. We thank you for your support. But we're going to continue to go on with the business at hand. I'd like to say hello to our um uh, to our mentoring team over at the uh, Dallas Life Foundation. Uh, we was over there yesterday, and we talked to several guys over there that's in the mentoring program, and the guys are truly being blessed, and uh, they are, they have a vision. They have a goal. They say, hey, we're going to make a difference. And, you know, and before I go any further, I'm going to give you this number. I would like for you to call to speak to our guests. We have a, a great guest coming up. We have two guests coming up here, matter of fact. And, but uh, I would love for you to call in and just uh, say hello to our guests and ask them some questions here. Amen. Uh number the call in number is gonna be one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Again, let me repeat that number. It's gonna be one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Give us a call and just uh and just say hello to, to me or say hello to our guests. And we have uh, Mr. James Reed is coming up here shortly. He's from the church's church prison coalition, which is a program set up to hex to help our uh, our uh, ex offenders in the aftercare program. Once they get out of out of jail, once they they time have been served, what you do next? You know, what what do I go? How do I get a job? How do I get an ID? How do I get back in the in the scheme of things here? How do I be productive in today's society? And that's what this program is all about: helping those that's less fortunate. Because guess what? Someone helped us. I didn't get here by myself. It was through the grace and the mercy of God. And it was about people that walked beside me and encouraged me and to challenge me to be all that I could be in Christ Jesus. We'd like to say hello to our uh, uh, church family, uh, Shady Grove Baptist Church, Pastor Morgan his, and uh, First Lady Sister Yolanda Morgan. Good morning to you. 
say hello to our jail ministry team, Sister McBride, Sister Gwendolyn Jackson, and all those that's associated with our women jail ministry. I'd like to say hello to our men uh, ministry, jail ministry, Brother Ricky Henry. Good morning, our Brother Ricky Henry and Reverend Walker. God bless you, Reverend Walker. Reverend Walker is the head of our uh, Trinity Jail and Prison Ministry. He's been laboring for quite a number of years in the vineyard. And guess what? He hadn't finished yet. He's not tired yet. And he continually do the thing that God had put forth for him to do. And also we'd like to say hello to Pastor Terry over at the First Free Will Baptist Church, as where we host our computer training class. We've been going on over there for, for a year and a half, and the young men are being blessed, and they're eager to come out. And to the computer class, and that is so, and that is a blessing because you know you ought to find something that you're excited about. You ought to find something that 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 drives you to do better, and find something that you're willing to share with people. You know, I do a lot of ministry. Not occasionally, I meet people that say, "I ain't gonna help nobody. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna support nobody." And it breaks my heart because you know. I remember somebody helped me, somebody supported me, and they told me once I got myself together, and I didn't really know what it was all about. They said, man, when you, when you get yourself together, you to go out and help somebody else. And you know that same day Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, say that's permission to sift you. But when you are restored, Peter, you to go and help somebody else. I got to thinking, man, you know, this is something that's already been settled in heaven, you know. And I got to think about the enemy. You know, the enemy don't want to just take everything from us all at once. He want to sift us. He want to take our joy. He want to take our peace. He want to take our sanity. And you know what? All that stuff have a little attack. Well, you know, people say, man, you ain't like you used to be. Man, you don't have things like you used to do. That's because we've, it's been a sifting in our in our life. But glory be to God. And I'm going back to God now because this is a religious program, you know. This is an information program, but we, but we keep Christ. Uh, in the in the center of everything that we do, you know, there's a sifting going in. I mean, the programs like this and programs that we present to you is a uh, is set up to help you stop that sifting for you to be an encourager, for you to be a help of some, to someone else. And now we're gonna bring our guest on here shortly, but I did want to just say hello to our young men over at our computer training class. Pastor uh, Richard Terry, that's over there at the Free Will Baptist Church, and located in the Duncanville area of Dallas. And now I have to rem- uh, remind the listening audience and myself, this is an Internet program, so this program goes beyond Dallas County. It goes around the world. We had guests uh, from California. We had guests from Detroit, Michigan. We had guests from North Carolina. And guess what? You are our guests also, regardless of where you are now. You're part of this your program, and you're part of this ministry, and we thank God for it. But as we get ready to uh, go on with the show, and uh, we just want to just continue to do what God asks us to do, we're going to uh, dial up our first guest here, Brother Reed here, and we're going to play this musical selection. And as he's uh, and as we're calling him up, we would like for you to just be blessed and tell somebody about us, okay? Just take this moment to call him and say, hey, man, Free on the inside is all, man. They got a great guest on there. This young man's going to come here, and he's going to talk about how to be involved in the jail and prison ministry in the aftercare program. He's with the Church Prison Coalition, and he's doing a great work in, our, in, in, the, jail, uh, in the jail portion of society. So we want to continually to support them and encourage them and also allow them to be all they can be. Amen? And so as you listen to this song right here, uh, we're calling up our uh, first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you right now, young Donovan. He's 11. 
The problem we're facing right now is we're losing our children. Fathers, we need you. Can you feel me? Good morning, you're on the net. Good morning, morning. you're on the net. Good morning, uh, Mr. Reed. How you doing, sir? Wonderful. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for being a guest on our weekly Internet broadcast, uh, Free on the Inside. And, Brother Reed, uh, Mr. Reed, would you please introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us about the program and what you're involved in? Yes, no problem. Um, I'm James Reed, and I work with a nonprofit organization called the Dallas Leadership Foundation. And the Dallas Leadership Foundation is an organization that does community development, strategic planning, and strategic partnerships. My role there is I am the director of an organization called Church Prison Collaborative. And Church Prison Collaborative is designed to work with a number of churches across the board um, to work together to come out and do a comprehensive reentry, prison reentry uh, resource plan for people who are coming out of prison. Amen. All right. Great. Great. Now, tell me now, what is this uh, uh, this program? How do uh, it makes a difference on our inmates that are being released? Okay. One of the very things that uh, that we found that. Uh, and working with these offenders, that is imperative that we must uh, spend the time in terms of pre-release wise. Now, I want to say this is that there's a many of churches who are coming into the institutions and doing great things, and I really want to be able to give them um, the props. Uh, but the challenge is that um, the real question lies in where is the church when these individuals are being released? And so what we're trying to do is, through this Church Prison Collaborative, we set up a, a pilot program down at the Hutchins State Jail Unit, where it's our faith-based initiative program, where we've gotten churches involved and in taking these men who has, have had a six-month or nine-month sentence left on their, uh, on their sentence. And what we do is we bring these churches in and create these programs to where they can go through such as substance abuse programs, spiritual development, uh, cognitive thinking, financial planning, parenting skills, and anger management. And so what we do is that we set it up like a school, and these men go through these particular modules uh, three times a day, two hours per day. Two, I mean, I'm sorry, two hours uh, per class, and it's a five days a week class. And what we do is that... Um, we do what we call a pre-assessment and post-assessment so we can begin to identify the impacts that we've made uh, since this individual have come into our program. And then once that is done, 30 days to 60 days before they get released, we do a transitional reentry plan that allows them to be able to look at the resources that they need and identify where and how those things could be accomplished. Now, once these individuals complete this program and they're getting ready to transition, we offer what we call post-release transitional services. 
And these post-release transfers of services consist of housing, uh, where we provide housing, we get them closed, we help with their IDs, we help with driver's license, birth certificate, bus passes, cell phones, food. We get a match with a mentor. We take them through a work development program, and then we track these individuals to really get a true evidence approach about how it's been impacted. Now, I can say this, truly, that what we found out was was that when these individuals go through this program, if these individuals receive transitional services that we provided, our program has had a 10% recidivism. And what we found that even when they didn't receive any of these services, the recidivism rose up to 40%. Hmm. So you can see the impact in terms of what happens when you are there working on the pre- and post-side. And that's why I really, uh, really like the fact that when these churches come on board and they get involved, that they understand the value of what it is. It's not that we're just coming in to preach the gospel, but we need to make the gospel relevant to these people and that they can be able to see Jesus in a sense where it's not so much, and I don't want us to get me wrong here, is that when a man comes up to you in the prison and say, I need a pair of shoes, it shouldn't be all about, well, let's pray about it. Jesus, where he was the person who made things relevant in people's lives, and I think that's what the church really needs to get at is to make it relevant. You're so right. You're so right. And as we uh, go down to the jails, and I'd have met you uh, different uh, occasions down there, that we know that there's a great need. Now, James, uh, now how would churches get involved in it? Was they large or small? A lot of times we know about the big mega churches getting involved in it, but also there's a need for the smaller, the homegrown churches to be actively involved in this type of ministry because you know that's where you get your growth at when you're there, when you can be a one-on-one mentoring there in a small environment. How would a, a church get involved in something like this? Well, what I try to do is, first of all, uh, I get a chance to meet with uh, the people who are uh, considered to be the leaders of the church. And what I try to do is uh, I I give them a a church survey to fill out because I want to really know in terms of what it is that they have been doing in terms of prison ministry, what they have not been doing in prison ministry, and what they desire to do in prison ministry. Through that survey, it helps me to begin to try to understand how we will be able to better go in and communicate some things that help them to get involved. And uh, the other thing is is that um, in order for them to be able to get involved too, they have to get certified. And that means they have to go through the TDCJ volunteer training. And so once that is done, um, then what we can do is we can talk about, based on the survey, talk about some of the things that they can possibly do in terms of their prison ministry, whether it is pre or whether it's post. Uh, normally what we try to do with churches who are just beginning in prison ministry, we try to really get them going doing the post side because it really gives them opportunity to work with people who are coming out of the prison system and then once they get used to that, then we begin to start working with them inside the prison system. Because you know as well as I know, inside the institution is a whole other different world. And so yes, it is. Under, understanding that culture 
And understanding those very things, I think it'd be helpful for them to understand the people first as opposed to understanding the system. Amen. Yes. So if if they desire to want to get involved with that, you know, all we have to do is give me a call, and certainly we would uh, come and visit with them at their church and talk about the opportunities that we have and um, take them through the process of being able to get certified uh, through the system, and then we what we do is is that we can be able to get them uh, committed to doing a project once a week down at the unit. All right. Now you said something about uh, getting the, the inmate a mentor. How important it is to have them matched up with the right church? Because we know that you know sometimes we go there and we feel disconnected. Doing your survey and your observation, though you're attempting to reach the needs of the uh, uh, of the inmates through the church facility. How important it is to have a, a matching uh, connection there? Well, what we found out was, too, is that um, it didn't work uh, as strong as what we thought it was when the inmates got out of prison, and then we began to start matching. And what, I, what we found out was was that the mentoring needs to begin on the pre-side. Okay. And then then the mentoring continues on the post side. And what I say is because oftentimes when people get out of these prisons, um, we need to be Log Talk Radio. Hello, good morning. Welcome to our program. I'm your host, Brother Joel Lewis, and you are listening to Free on the Inside, an Internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. I'm excited this morning. We have a very special guest from Kenya. Uh, we like to bring to your attention right now a young man that's doing some great things here, and he's coming aboard to share with you that God is, is no respect of person, that God can just, God is going to be God. And at this time, without any further delay, I'd like to bring to you uh, Bishop uh, Francis. Good morning, Bishop Francis. Uh, good morning to you, Brother Larry. Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling into the program. Bishop Francis, introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what God is up to where you are in Kenya. Oh, Thank you very much uh, to you and to our audiences. My name is Francis Ouma. I'm a Bishop of Peace, Victory Gospel Ministries. Uh, we work in Kenya. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ to all those that are lost in sin, to all those that are in various ways that, that, that do not know about Jesus Christ. We have churches, eight churches, six of them in the rural areas, and the two of the churches are in town. I would like to share also uh, the programs, our church programs, the way they are, especially uh, on Sunday services. And also during the weekdays, on Sundays, we begin our services at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we take one hour uh, intercessory prayers, interceding for the people that shall come 
uh, to the service and also pray so that God can intervene in the church service and bless the people of God. Uh, from 10, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we have a Bible study session of different uh, uh, age groups. We have adults Bible study during that hour. We also have the youth in their Bible study session. We have the children in their Sunday school classes. We also have a class called New Believers Class. Those that are born again, uh, we take them to a special class whereby we teach them the foundation of Christian doctrine. After that, at 10 o'clock, we have a, a praise and worship time where we, whereby we praise the Lord and uh, God ministering to various people in various ways through worship. Then from 11 o'clock to 12 noon, we have the sharing or the preaching of the Word of God. Our weekly, uh, our weekday uh, program on Mondays, we have our pastor's days off. On Tuesdays, we have pastors going to visit uh, the congregation in their various homes and also to do witnessing. On Wednesday, we have uh, home fellowships, uh, whereby people join together in homes in the afternoons to share the Word of God. On Thursdays, we have uh, a Bible study session in the churches from 4 o'clock to 5 p.m. On Fridays, we have overnight overnight prayer meetings whereby uh, the congregation gather together in the night and people pray uh, throughout the night. We also have uh, in our ministry called Peace Victory Gospel Ministries, we are anchored into, we have two scriptures that really anchor our ministry. And Brother Lewis and all that are listening, I would like to share with us uh, are those two scriptures. Uh, one of them is from the book of John, chapter number 14, verse number 27. Uh, it talks about peace. Uh, peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Uh, this scripture is talking about peace, and we share uh, peace to all those people in families that do not have peace, those in homes that are experiencing uh, uh, turmoil times, those in the neighborhood that do not experience any peace at all. Uh, uh, we preach peace uh, to the workplaces. Uh, we also preach peace to oneself. There are those who do not really have peace in a peace. So we really preach peace that Jesus is the only one who is able uh, to minister peace to their lives. Another scripture is talking about victory. And this scripture is coming from the book of First John, uh, chapter number 5, verse number 4 and 5. It says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Uh, uh, we preach victory in people's lives during this scripture, so that if one is born again, if one has Jesus in the inside of him or her, uh, that person's faith enables him to overcome the world in various uh, ways. We pray, we preach victory, over self, uh, there are those who have no self-esteem in our communities. Uh, we really minister to them through the scriptures in Philippians 4, verse, chapter 4, verse number 13, that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We really tell them that through Christ, one is able to conquer self. One is able to do all things. One is able uh, uh, not to fear anything because Jesus is dwelling in the inside of somebody. We also preach victory over sickness and diseases, and we all, always use the scriptures found in the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 16, verse number 18, that says that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We lay hands on those who are sick, those, 
those that we meet uh, in homes, those that we meet uh, 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 in our churches, those that are sick in their bodies, uh, we lay our hands on them according to this scripture, and we pray for them so that God can touch uh, their lives and heal them. Another scripture that we also uh, use normally is Psalms 103, verse number 3, who says that, uh, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Christ is able to heal all manner of diseases. It does not matter which kind of disease one has. It does not matter whether the doctors have, have left, have told somebody that he is going to die. It does not matter what the circumstances say. What we believe is that our God is a healer. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, we have been healed. So we really pray that God is able to touch uh, those people's lives and have victorious lives. So these two scriptures really anchor our ministry called Peace and Victory uh, our Gospel Ministry. Oh, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And, you know, uh, uh, Bishop, where you are, God is up to something now. God is powerful now. Exactly where are you located in Kenya? In Kenya, we are found, we are located in a district called Siaya. Uh, uh, it, uh, this we call Shiaia District. Most of our churches are there. Uh, it's in the it's in the Shire County, but we also have our churches uh, uh, in Kisumu City. Uh, that's where I live. And but we have we minister to various places in the rural areas. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, you know, as we was talking earlier, you know, your ministry is is uh, is, get, is set up to help those that are less fortunate to want to have victory over. A demonic spirits over uh, being self-empowered, and you know, and as you were, and as you share the gospel, uh, uh, give us an insight on how it's changing the lives of men and women that they hear it, how it's bringing them 